Hello and welcome to Hit the Target podcast powered by Hollywood Bets. I'm your host Ashaj Pardab and with me in studio today are the usual suspects Mlu Amletra and Mark Stradom. Gentlemen, welcome. What's up this? How's it this? Good mm. to be back. Yeah, sure. Very just, good. <laughs> just like English Premier League football, you know, international break is over and I guess the title race resumes. Uh Man City with that 100% winning record. Does it continue this weekend? It does in my in my opinion I've got a very simple simple game uh, not very simple but it's a straightforward win for them if you look at how they've achieved that uh, 100% record so far this season they just grind out results no matter mm-hmm. who they play with yeah so again I see them uh, coming through with the win here I guess it's not really a case of them who they're reversing but it's you know Man City against Man City and like how can they improve themselves what can they do differently because again you're looking at 19 other top flight clubs who's who's the real challenger there mark who can actually stop man city's dominance uh i'm putting arsenal's name in that for sure mm. are they the only club in the top flight i don't i won't say they're the only club um i'll put liverpool there they have, they've had a slow start but mm. i think they they're starting to find their stride and i think they should get better as the as the season progresses mm. are liverpool back i mean you saw david nunez um with a brace against newcastle then goes and follows that up with an assist on home soil I think Liverpool have scored two or more goals across their previous three league appearances. So, uh, you know, you look at that signing Ryan Gravenbach back on on deadline day if uh, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I wouldn't say they're back as yet, but they certainly um heading towards that they they ready to to click into gear and and get back to their very best. Um the introduction of of Ryan Gravenbach will bring a different dimension to Liverpool. Mm. It will allow um their midfielders to to push further up the field so he can be that shield for for the back four the defensive midfielder so um it's looking good for liverpool right now mm. and um <clears throat> they should be back to their very best very soon mm. i think uh, dominic supposed like open his account um the last time liverpool played um an impressive 3-0 victory against aston villa um they're in action against wolves this weekend blue how do you think that one's going to pan out Ooh, it's <laughs> wolves are, are struggling you know mm. it's it's tough to see them uh pitching up uh, to the game and actually giving a good account of themselves and this game for them comes at a time like you just said the likes of Nunez mm. they just just slowly getting into form and i did expect this of liverpool you know i did expect that it's going to take a bit of you know one or two more games than it did last season for them to hit their level best i think wolves are going to get mauled mm, yeah mauled yeah. well you know last time out crystal palace crystal palace royal hudson's crystal palace hit them for three a five goal thriller and you know I must say I feel I really feel for Gary O'Neill right now you know he's turned out some some good performances you look at the that game against Man United um uh, where I think they had them but um yeah let's let's not go back An- to another yesterday. problem losing Mateus Nunes to City as well very important yeah. another another player an important position for for Wolves too mm. so it's it's really looking very very It's going to be a tall order this weekend. For eh? Wolves, yeah. Yeah. Well, where to next for, for Wolves? You know, they, they've got Luton uh, after that and then a home fixture against Man City. Uh, I, I don't know. I, hopefully against Luton, they can pick up points and, and start to build on, on mm. that performance and, and bring confidence back into the, to the, to the group. Mm. But uh, the match against City, it's, it's a tough challenge for them. They, they know it themselves. but they have to keep on grinding i mean it's still early days you you can't build on on performances and and bring the group together just a matter of time and and working hard on the training ground mm. 
do you think Gary Neal should have taken this job? Because you look at um, Julian Lopetegui having done the entire preseason with them, coached them a bit of, um, like last season, I think he was brought yeah. in towards the tail end of the season. And uh, Gary Neal brought in, I think, mere days before the league started. And, you know, they haven't exactly gotten off on the strongest foot. Um, you know, you, you look at this fixture this weekend, Mlu says they're going to get mauled. Um, a fixture away to Luton and then Man City at home. Is he going to be relieved of his duties after the Man City fixture? Um, I hope not. You know, these these type of coaches, um, I, I wouldn't say uh, weaker coaches. I'd say smaller coaches compared to, to the top coaches. They, they're willing to take any job in the Premier League. They're willing to test themselves and, and see how far they can go. And and I have to give credit to to O'Neill because at Bournemouth too, the way he set up his team, the mm. way he, he, he played, the, yeah. the team played, the way they attacked the game, he's a he's an attacking coach. He loves to attack. So, um, hopefully, um, Wolves can 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 pick up on 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 his philosophy. And they do still have some good players. Uh, Pedro Neto, Acuna is still there. I mean, they they still have that um, attacking prowess, but it's just a matter of time. Of, of of clicking of and getting clicking, that cohesion yeah. in the team. Mm. Do you think that there's a goal from them? I mean, this is on home soil. Um, Lou says it's going to be a mauling. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I don't uh, want to get I, get a, a scoreline, but do they at least get in the score sheet? I mean, they they will be uh, a threatening Liverpool, but I, I don't see I don't see them scoring through Van Dijk now mm. at the moment. Liverpool starting to to get their stride, as I said. So I think they'll be going for the juggling this mm. one. I need a scoreline, yeah. Uh, I'm going 3-0 for Liverpool. Liverpool. Mlu? Uh, again, I don't give Wolves a chance. No goal. I don't see a goal coming again. I'm mm. going to maybe just say four. Yeah. Four, yeah. yeah. Well, I think with such a huge scoreline, I think Salah has to be involved in it. I mean, look at that transfer deadline day and how they retained his services. I believe Al Etafik, was it? Etia. Like Al Etia. Yeah, yeah. They were. They were tabling a 215 million yeah some some crazy digits yeah. yeah do you think it was the right move to retain his services yeah i mean at the moment he is he remains liverpool's best player he's the most effective when you need a game winner he's gonna doesn't matter the time or like how many games are uh, how many minutes are remaining on, on on the clock but that guy you can always rely on salah yeah. to just deliver you uh, a goal or two in in, in whatever game mm. well let's let's see what he does this weekend i also think it's an easy win for liverpool um Moving on to, um, gosh, a relegation-threatened club in Luton. They're away to Fulham um, on a Saturday fixture. Luton, three games, three losses, two goals. Are they going down the season? Um, talking about Luton, um, I, I, I love the look and, and the feel of Luton in, in the Premier League, but they've had a, a, a difficult start to, to the season. Like you said, um, three losses already. Um, coming to the Premier League is is never an easy task. It's a it's a different animal to the Championship. Um, as you know, you're coming up against the best of the best in in the world. Every team has international players, starting players. So for them, as a small team coming up uh, into the Premier League, um, comparing their players to the top teams, it's almost mm. chalk and cheese. Yeah, the caliber. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, I hope they can can turn things around and and start to to mm. progress and yeah. pick up wins or even some points just to bring confidence to the players. Mm. Well, looking um, at the opposition this weekend, Marcus Silva's Fulham outfit are winless across their previous three fixtures. 
surely they get back to winning ways in this one. Yeah, that's probably going to be his his main aim. Uh, I don't think he'll be too fussy about the type of football they put out because, like you said, three games, uh, no win. It is going to start to be a concern for him. But then just getting back to Luton Town, I mean, Mark is absolutely right. They've got a very tough season for them ahead. But following this uh, this Fulham game, they've got Wolves. We just spoke about what Wolves mm. and their struggles. So, I mean, yes, it, it they could look at this 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 period of the next four games in a, in, in a negative or positive way, but I think they might just have a chance. If if, if it ain't up, uh, against Wolves, they've got uh, Everton as well. I'm sorry to, <laughs> to, to put it like that, but it, this, I just feel like these are winnable games for, yeah. for, for, for Luton Town, or at least just push and give a good account of themselves in front of their fans. Mm. Is Raul Jimenez going to be the man to fire Fulham into the top half of the Premier League this season? You looked at Mitrovic's numbers and what he's done for them. Um, he's now moved over to Saudi and Jimenez has come through the door. Does he replace Mitrovic's goals? Um, I, don't, I don't think he replaces Mitrovic, but he, he is a good striker. I just don't think he's the same player he was a few seasons ago. Um, but um, he, he is the front man. He, he can do some damage for, for Fulham. I just don't think he'd be... Um, the same as how Mitrovic was. Mm. I don't think he'll contribute as much. Mm. Okay, I need a prediction over here. Um, I'm going Fulham 2-1. It's been hard for, for Luton to, to get on the score sheet two goals this season. Very disappointing. I don't see them scoring again here. So maybe 1-0 for, for Fulham. For Fulham, low yeah. scoring game, eh? Yeah. Okay, moving on to another London club. Tottenham are hosting Sheffield United. Surprisingly, they are actually... Second on the log, they're trailing uh, Man City. Uh, I can't wait for Tottenham to play Man City. I mean, Anjibal seems to be doing um, the rounds across the, the country. You look at Tottenham's fixture against Man City last season, I believe the opener it was a season opener where Son and company got on the, the score sheet yeah. and, and gave them the three points. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, sending ripples throughout the Premier League. Um, they did start the season off well, as they have this season. Um, can they maintain this pressure, though? I think they do. And and firstly, I just want to credit the coach, Poster Coglu, coming in, um, considering the, uh, the the way Spurs were playing last season. He's mm. come in and, and he's hit the ground running. Yeah. And they're playing exciting football. Um, they're attacking the game. They they don't look out of place. And they've just bought into his philosophy. And they're picking up ones. Mm. 11 goals. They are actually the reigning, um, excuse me, only Brighton has scored more than them. The Premier League this season, Mlu, what is the secret to the attack? Oh, it's obviously we can't give credit to to the coach, but I also want to just mention someone like uh, James Madison who came yeah. came into this team with a lot of pressure on him, having having uh, lost uh, the big man Harry Kane to, yeah. to Bayern Munich. But Madison has just come in there and has just taken that role to say I'm going to lead this team, and then he just always makes sure to create chances for them. And I think he is—he has been the the secret weapon for them. Mm. Yeah, actually, you hit the nail on the head there because only Haaland has registered more shots on target than James Madison has currently. You know what? Good play. Good players can play in any team. Mm. Just like I said a few weeks ago, Harry Kane—he can play in Bayern Munich. He can play for any team. He'll still get on the score sheet. Mm. Madison, quality player. Don't hear no noise, no fighting, no funny business. Go on the field, do the business, go home. Mm. Quality players can play anywhere. Jude Bellingham, I think he's outstanding for Madrid. Goal and assist last night for his mm, country. Mm. Goal in every game for Madrid. 
those type of players can play in any game. Any, any, any uh, fixture. Yeah. Okay, well, I actually want to speak a bit more about the signing, you know, or rather the lack of signing a out-and-out striker. Um, Rochalison currently leads the lines for Spurs, but that could be changed to Hingman Song now, who's, uh, I think he bagged a hat-trick last time out, if I'm not mistaken. So do you think that's the new look Spurs attack? I think if, if they're getting goals, I think they stay with it. They shouldn't mm. change their approach. If it works for them, then they should carry on because at the moment, um, Richarlison, he, he doesn't look ready for the challenge. He, he he's always looks like a, like he's upset, like things are not going his, his way. way. Yeah, yeah. So I know what you mean. It, it's, it's showing in his game because before he left um, for, for Tottenham when he was at Everton, he was a completely different player. He was the main the, man. Exactly. The way he, he approached the game, the way he was scoring goals, he was contributing to the team. Now at the moment, it, it's a it's a sort of feel like like they owe him something mm. the way he's playing, and it shouldn't be that way. He should contribute to the team, work hard, and and keep his head down, and and hopefully it turns around for him. Mm. Do you think they dip into the transfer market in January? True, we never know where Spurs could be. Actually, you know the lack of European football. Um, I'm not sure if they're in the Confederations. Um, Cup, I could be mistaken. Um, but, uh, yeah, do you think that they look for somebody? I think uh, the new coach will want to uh, bring in a striker that he personally chose for himself. Mm. Because uh, Richarlison, ever since he came there, I don't want to lie, he hasn't really hit the ground running. He hasn't yeah. convinced me that he deserves another contract there. So I'm sure at this point in time, with all these Saudi moves happening around, he must have probably been waiting mm. for something to come his way. But it didn't, and I think come the the the, uh, the next transfer window is going to be keen to maybe just assess his options because it does just hasn't happened for him at Spurs, mm-hmm. and that's why uh, Posteglu is going to be wanting probably another another big man up front. Because yeah, we can talk about Son; he does just get the job done, but he, that is not his natural position. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's going to want to go back to his position, and as the captain, you probably gonna want to yeah. get him back there. But yeah, yeah. I, I think Spurs need a, do need a striker. Yeah. Mm. Well, they're up against a relegated. Uh, excuse me, a relegation-threatened Sheffield. I don't want to shoot the gun over there. Um, predictions in this one? One-way uh, Tottenham? Yeah, Tottenham 2-1 for sure. I'd say 3-1. I'd go 2-0. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Well, after Sheffield, Spurs and Arsenal do battle, and then Spurs are away to Anfield. So I think this one, they need to get maximum points here because... Um, playing Arsenal in the North London derby and then Liverpool at Anfield, not the easiest uh, run of fixtures, eh? Yeah, that's that's a tough ask. Mm. Mm. I think it's going to be particularly hard for for them. Like again, we talking about goals and these games. All yeah. they need, you need goals in these games, and and you need the guys for the big occasions. And Spurs, I mean, we can't talk about Madison, uh, Sonny's in there. These guys are big guy games, but you need one guy up front who can mm. who can like handle Impose that pressure. Themselves, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on to the other fixtures, West Ham take on Man City. It's actually incredible to see where West Ham are. Um, they are undefeated this season and currently sit in the Champions League spots. Um, you know, you look at the, the squad and how it's actually been improved. You know, they haven't just brought in signings for the sake of bringing in signings. They, they, they've brought in world-class players. You look at Mohamed Kudus, um, James Ward-Prowse, who has hit the ground running. You, look, you talked about James Madison, but how about James Ward-Prowse? Um, and then you got Alvarez, who was at... Ajax. Ajax. Ajax, like Champions League footballer, played really well. Um, former Arsenal defender, um, Mavrapunas. Mm, yeah, mm. I think he's Greek. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Moyes is, is, is doing he's good things. He's assembled quite a squad there. Eh? Yeah, he's doing good things with West Ham. 
um also becoming a european champion as well mm. and credit to him for for bringing in this type of players after losing Declan Rice to to Arsenal um and also the way West Ham are, are playing now at the moment they have attracted these these sorts of players yeah so it's looking good they managed to to keep hold of Paqueta who's a, who's a huge asset for for West Ham at mm. the moment and who knows how far they can go this season mm. against man city are we expecting them to throw a spanner in the works you know Cancelo, Gundogan, Laporte, no longer with, with the defending um, champions, well, the treble uh, winners. They, they, they will give a good account of themselves, but it wouldn't be for the entire match. Look, City just find a way to win, whether it's 1-0, whether it's 2-1. Mm. They will absorb the pressure. They will analyze the game. They will go in halftime. Guardiola, as you know, when they, when they come out second half and things don't go their way, they come out a different animal. They attack the game. They they relentless. The pressures on. They 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 keep the game in the opposition's half and uh, until they they break through and they just find a way to win. Mm. So you're going to go to Man City win, yeah? Uh, I'm going narrow Man City win. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it it's all written in the stars for, for City. <laughs> I mean, this is the first game we talked about earlier in the show. I think again, I, I'm backing City to to Take to get three past. Points. Yeah, I mean. I hear West Ham are trying to get uh, Jason Lingard back, but I wish he was going to make it for, to this game. Because he, <laughs> that's the one man who has been able to travel City. And I think mm. he did one time when he was at uh, West Ham. They did just play City. But yeah, I don't see West Ham winning this one. Mm. Moving on to the other Manchester club. Old Trafford stages, Man United was Brighton. Like, let's just unpack those performances at Old Trafford. The game against Wolves where they got the 1-0 results. I mean huge outcry from the Wolves staff and fans about that um, penalty incident where probably should have been uh, should have been given and then you look at that game against Nottingham Forest where Forest came back from I think it was 2-0 down and yeah. narrowly lost game towards the end of it and mm. you know you just have to think is Old Trafford really Old Trafford this season? Um, I think there's just a dark cloud over United now at the moment I think everybody, there's, there's a lot of talk going on. Ten Hag and, and Jaden Sancho, um, Maguire, um, Rashford, is, they, they say he's not hit his stride yet. But it's, it takes time. It's a new season. Um, he's, he's trying different things. So Manchester United at Old Trafford is never easy, whether they're playing good or bad. Old Trafford is, is still the same thing. Mm. You go there and, and it's... It's it's crazy that the fans are behind him. The game will always be difficult there, and um, they, I think they will come out fighting. They want to turn things around. At the moment, they're not at their best, but it will come right. Mm. Well, they're up against the league's top scorers in Brighton. Is it going to be the Matoma show this weekend? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very without confident. A, without a Very shadow confident. of a doubt. I mean, <laughs> I, I won't lie to you. I, I'm a huge follower of, of Man United, but you know, you, sometimes you have to concede and just be honest. They, they're not having a, a, a good start to this new season. I thought the, the break that, that just finished came at the right time for them because uh, you know, there was just this huge uh, media debacle with the with the Sancho mm-hmm. off off the field. You get guys like Martinez; they're injured. You get Varane is injured. So it just came at the right time for them just to reassess and regroup and just check how to move forward from now. It's been a good weeks for them to to plan as to how to approach this particular game because this might be 
if not the hardest side they've faced this season in terms mm. of tricks, technicality. I mean, yeah. the coach himself, having brought in someone like Ansu Fati, just tells you his intentions. Mm. You know, this game is, is not is not just thinking about United, it's thinking beyond this game, it's thinking of league, some Europe, cup. European this. football. Exactly. That's, so That's what I was thinking. It's one of the most balanced squads in the Premier League at the moment, based, uh, up, up against the main United team, which is in shambles at the mm. moment. So... I can't see United winning this one at, at Old Trafford or not. It's just it, you don't be at their game. Mm. Yeah, you're going for a big Brighton win, yeah? I'm going for an obvious Brighton win here. If if you're also following on my my Hollywood Bates blog, you're gonna find that I'm gonna bash United to lose <laughs> this game. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 with uh, I'm Lou. Yeah, I'm going Brighton two one. Mm. Okay, moving along to Aston Villa versus Crystal Palace. Interestingly enough. Aston Villa play four of their first six league fixtures away from home. That's that's shambolic. I don't know what happened over there, but four of their first six away from home is not not good enough. But it hasn't really seemed to have hampered their progress. Bull have scored eight league goals. However, Oli Watkins is yet to open his account for the season. Yeah, it's it's been a strange one for for Oli Watkins at the moment. But um, also Aston Villa also had a difficult start to the season. Um, also getting dumped by Newcastle mm. and then Liverpool. Mm. You know, going through this bad patch, it can it can take a toll on the players. And um, they also need to just improve. But Aston Villa, they, Una Emery's coming, also put together a good team, mm. bringing in good players. Diaby looks a serious threat. He's, he's actually delivered two goals and an assist across his opening yeah, and, three league fixtures. And it's, it's just a matter of time until they also start kicking because they've got a club full of quality players and, mm. and it's maybe this could be their turning point. Mm. Do you think Aston Villa need a striker in January? I mean, we looked at Oli Watkins not opening his his account for the season. Well, it, it depends on how patient uh, Unai Emery is with, with Oli Watkins. I mean, we, we all know his qualities as a striker. We've seen it in the past at least two seasons in the Premier League. But if you if you ask if they need a striker, that's entirely up to how long uh, uh Unai Emery can wait for, for Watkins to, to hit his stride. Mm. I mean, like I said, the guy, he's got like more than 10 goals in him per season. I yeah. think mm. what, the minute yeah. he's get that, that's first, uh, first goal, Will be, you, you know, he's just going to hit the ground and you can't stop him. Open gates, eh? Yep. Mm. This weekend against Aston Villa, I mean, against Crystal, Crystal Palace. Palace, does he open his account? Ooh, tough game. Home, uh, home soil. T- home soil, but it's, it is a tough game. They're up against the Seagulls who are above them on the log because, mm. because of, of their performances on their own. So I think it's going to be a tough one, and I have to be honest, I don't see a winner here. I'm going to go for the draw. Mm. Yeah. Do you agree, Omar? Yeah, I'm, I'm with the blue. Look, uh, Crystal Palace is a well-organized team. They don't complicate the way they play. It's it's very simple and basic. Defend well and make the most of your chances. And I think um, it's going to be a tight game and it will, should finish 1-1 for me. Mm. Mm. Okay. Moving on to Newcastle versus Brentford. Can you believe Newcastle have been handed three straight league defeats? Three straight league defeats. Yeah, it's it's crazy considering how they played last season. Yeah, they they're back to fourteenth place now. Our, our Newcastle have returned to the the bottom half of the Premier League. <laughs> you say return, I yeah. think that's where they belong. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, are we I'm talking about United? At the last decade. That's yeah. what I'm going off. On. Yeah. yeah, okay, I understand that. I mean, not one season. Yeah. <laughs> We, I, I, we talk about United that they don't, they are where they not should they should not be where they are now. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. they they don't belong there in the middle of the of the log. But whose fault is it? You know other teams are stepping up. They pull up their socks. If you can't do it, you're gonna find yourself there. And 
I mean, Newcastle have been playing well. I won't lie. I've, I've watched, I think, three of their four games this yeah. season. They played well, but they just come against stronger oppositions, better oppositions, more calculating oppositions. And I think for 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 Newcastle, and Mark mentions that they, if you if you look at how they played last season, they can't be where they are now. But mm. I think some players might just need that mentality boost to say this is a new season now. Mm. You know. Do they get past this Brentford team? Difficult. Yeah, Brentford are undefeated this season. Difficult. Uh, the Brentford have been playing well as well. It's mm. just another team that uh, we might have been sleeping on because they just go about their business very quietly. Very they quiet, get results yeah, yeah. and then they move forward. Mm. Coach is very calculating. He knows what he's doing. So I don't think uh, they should really worry about uh, Newcastle here. Mm. Yeah. You're going with a Brentford win then? I'm going for the Brentford win. Wow. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Newcastle at St. James Park. I'm back in Newcastle to, to get a, a, a hard-fought victory. I should mm. uh, 2-1. Yeah, okay. Moving on to Bournemouth versus Chelsea. Bournemouth are yet to win under the new head coach, Iriola. They played Chelsea this weekend and then Brighton and Arsenal in the following fixtures. I guess you can say it's Chelsea at home. I think that's this is their best uh, opportunity to get points uh, against this Chelsea team at the moment. Mm. Very unconvincing. Um, I, I don't know what's happening um, at the training ground or, or, yeah. or Pochettino. One one week they 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 blowing hot and in mm. the next week they 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 lose dismally. Mm. So um, they need to pull up their socks. Everyone involved in in Chelsea, um, they they've given Pochettino the cash to to bring in what he wants as well. Mm. Um, the side is equipped for for any challenge, I believe. Mm. They they short of nothing. Do Chelsea um, come here and take a victory? I hope so. I hope so. They need it, right? They now. they really need it because yeah. at the moment it's it's not looking good because um consistency is is is, is key in the Premier League. Mm. And if you start to to fall back too far, it might be too late. Mm. Got a score line for me. I'm going with Chelsea 3 now. I won't, uh, I don't see them uh dominating that much. Uh reason being they're also just trying to put together that squad. They're trying to gel as players. Caicedo's you know, and, and company yeah. but yeah I do see them getting past uh, this Bournemouth by a single goal to deal interesting okay I want to jump to the Forest Burnley fixture just before we close off with Everton Arsenal quick prediction Nottingham Forest versus Burnley Burnley played three lost three do they get something from this one Burnley have a very uh, big man up front who I think is in form at the moment for both mm. club and country having scored in, in this international break that is Lyle Foster I do see him getting on the score sheet again here Mm. I'm willing to put my my, my wallet on top <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of that. But yeah, uh, I want to go for a Burnley win here. Yeah. A way win. Wow. Impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to be their first win of the season as well. Yeah. So I have to really, yeah. Go Lyle on. Foster, come on, Foster. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with them. Lou, shout out, Lyle Foster. And uh, it's I'm I'm backing Vincent Company. It's It's been difficult at the mm. moment. Um, Nottingham Forest, not an a, a easy game. But mm. I'm I'm backing Burnley to, to Get come the on. Yeah. Nice. I guess it's now Everton versus Arsenal. I mean, you look at um, ten men Fulham, who earned a point against Arsenal at Emirates. Quite an eye-shocking performance there. Does this Everton team have it in them to to go to the Emirates? Oh, sorry, to host the high-flying Arsenal. Get something away from that. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be a difficult game. Um, the last time our tails were were wagging. Yeah. And uh, we, we went, went to, to <laughs> and we lost one. Now. Yeah. So I wouldn't say this is an easy game. Um, Arsenal also not too too convincing. They haven't found a way to to kill off games. 
Like they start early, they score, they play well, and in second half, um, teams find a way to to come back into the game, and it's 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 not a good thing to have in the Premier League for Arsenal if they have ambitions of of winning the league. So these type of games, um, they need to show their and and stamp their authority and and prove to to these teams um who they are and and, their, and show their true potential. So. I'm hoping Arsenal can can deliver mm. a top performance. Yeah, you look at Arsenal performances this season. Is Declan Rice the missing piece? I mean, you look at the he chipped in with that goal against uh, Man United, which uh, I guess was the icing um, on the cake for them. Yeah, he's he's coming to to a team that just looked like they they needed Rice to come in there. You know, he's he's able to to gel with these guys within. How many games are four? Yeah. Four league games. Yeah. He, he looks like he's been there for at least a season or two. I feel like that's the proper team for him. And he as well has mentioned that himself, that he just felt like this is the club to go to if he wants to take his career onto, onto the next level. Mm-hmm. And for Arsenal, as far as, as performances go, if they can match what they did against United, it shouldn't be you know, a debate as to whether Everton can match them or not. Because they played really well against United. They press them they just made light work of them yeah i don't see everton uh matching them if, yeah i mean it's it's a it's a good strong as everton team but they're up against all these guys who are fighting to prove themselves to in, in the level of city and mm. on all the big teams if, if you are sean dyke you know you're gonna want to play deep and and absorb the pressure and then maybe try them on the counter is that the right way to approach this game it is it is. I'd, I'd say so because if you think that you can go toe to toe with Arsenal for ninety minutes, you are hugely mistaken. The, a lot of teams have tried it. I think United tried it, but they couldn't. So again, Sean Dyke, if he, if he is a smart man, he just uh, sit back and wait for these guys to make a mistake, and then maybe just pounce on that. Mm. Let me get your predictions on this one, Mark. Three uh, now, whitewash for us. <laughs> I, I see Arsenal getting on the score sheet within the first 10 minutes and then the rest from there. <laughs> I see. The less said, the better. <laughs> Is Sean Dyke going to be out of a job soon? It would be a mistake in my opinion. Mm. Uh, ever since he took over uh, towards the end of last season, I think the fans have really uh, reconnected with him because sometimes you find that fans just want to see you work hard. You know, yeah. They want to get mm. convinced of your efforts. So sometimes... I feel like this this period where Sean Dyke has been, he's tried to, to his best to convince the, the Everton fans that he's the right man for the job. Mm. And at the moment, who do you replace him with? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Mark, is Sean Dyke gonna be relieved anytime soon? No, I don't think so. I agree with everything Mlu said. He, he's the type of manager that that um he, he is a is a workaholic. He, he gets the team to to grind the full 90 minutes mm. he engages with the with the fans yeah and um i think he he stays yeah look as an everton fan we've got a relatively easy set of fixtures after this one look at um brentford away and then luton at home bournemouth at home surely there's points over there because thereafter we go to liverpool at anfield and that's going to be a huge huge fixture for us um right now i just want to take a minute to appreciate jordan pickford I think if it wasn't for him, we would have lost that game against Sheffield last weekend, yeah. which would have meant four games, four losses. But he literally clawed that ball out the back of the net. He's been Everton's best player for some time, at least in my books. Uh, whenever I, I look at the uh, situation, I just think of De Gea for Man United. <laughs> yeah. You know, because this guy's for so many years. And yeah. you wonder, is there no plan from the club to build around this guy and mm. just make sure that he's protected as a goalkeeper? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Last year, season, we had a relatively 
Um, I would say good defense. You know, you look at Connor Cody and James Lukowski, who's with Jordan Pickford made up a small contingent of English mm. players over there. You had mm. Bed Gonfrey as well. Um, and there's another, I forget his name. He's now at Southampton. Um, Mason Holgate. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. another strong defender. So we've had good defenders, good center backs, good strong center backs. But um, oh, we just keep conceding left, right and center. And I think it's going to be more of the same this time out. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure picking your brains, uh, discussing all things Premier League. Until next week. Sub, sub, dish. Shut dish, thanks. Hit the Target Podcast.